0: everyone uh welcome to the first episode of the podcast Icelandings cast uh my name is Sarah and I'm just gonna be the speaker for you and uh for all the foreigners in Iceland and I'll be the one to be introducing and talking with really interesting people coming here to sail and to tell their stories and about the life in Iceland and how to survive and how to do the best life in Iceland <laughs> uh so uh The podcast, it's uh, basically from foreigners to foreigners. I live in Iceland almost for years, Um, originally I'm coming from Slovakia and uh the reason why I decided to start a podcast is that uh, sometimes uh, I find it really difficult to like find some information about uh, all the e- topics uh, while living in Iceland, um, such as like uh, businesses, healthcare, uh, taxes, loans, banks, real estates, and, and everything. So in the podcast uh, Icelandic cast we are going to be just talking, especially with people focusing on the topics like this. So my first (laughs) and uh, first and very best uh, guest today—it's Rebecca Kristin Gardarsdottir. Hi, Rebecca. Hello. Uh, Rebecca works in the company uh, SSNE, which is uh, Association of Municipalities of Northern Iceland. And uh, I think it's the best if I ask Rebecca to introduce the company itself a little bit more.
1: Sure. Thank you, and thank you for having me, for inviting me here. Um, it's actually not a, a company, but it's a, an association of municipalities. and um, our uh, organisation is the center point for regional development in northeast of Iceland. Um, our role is to promote and support the lively communities in this region. Uh, we strive for vibrant cultural scenes and strong economic activity in this area. Um, Some of our key projects is to oversee and manage uh, what's called Uppigingasjóður, which is a public fund uh, that provides grants for innovation and business development in the area. Um, We have five different bases in northeast Iceland. Uh, We have an office in Ólafsfjörður, and that employee sometimes works from Dalvik as well. Um, there's a few of us here in Akureyri. We have our center hub is in Husavik and we've got a staff member in Revarab as well. And then we're currently supporting two initiatives. Um, it, one is in Bakkafjørder and one is in Grimse, which is a special initiative for a uh, limited time where we support financially as well as developmentally um rural areas that are for whatever reason struggling a little bit in terms of maintaining or growing their um population
0: okay. so so uh the biggest podca- uh, the biggest mistake of myself uh and please re- uh apologize to me everyone the first episode uh, is going to we are me and rebecca are going to just talk about how to start your own business in iceland that is the reason, of course, why I invited Rebecca, because uh, I think she has uh, more knowledge about this uh, topic than me. Uh, and yeah, the, the company SSNA is just really, li- sorry, Association SSNA uh, is just really about to be helping uh, people to either st- start their own business and also like find the finances and grants for them. Is it correct? Correct, yes. Okay, so I will start with the first question regarding how to start your own business in Iceland, which I think is really important, and that is what types of companies do exist in Iceland?
1: There's a number of different business structures that are set up um, that you can choose from. They're not too dissimilar from um, business structures in other countries. The most common one is a private limited company. Um, but some individuals, if you're starting off, um, with just yourself, start off with a individual company or in Stöcklingsfäder mm-hmm. take um, and then they might develop further and, uh, and change the structure to a private co- limited, which is the most common one. Okay. Um, you also have the limited companies. Um, you can have self-employed business enterprises, you can have partnerships, uh, then there is cooperatives or syndicates and branches of foreign companies. Mm-hmm. So let's say I'm just the individual
0: that wants to start my own business in Iceland. What type of company would you recommend me to to begin with?
1: Um, we generally provide the recommendations on a case-by-case basis because we really have to understand a little bit about who you are, where you're coming from, what your funding looks like, what are you are trying to do and achieve with that company, what um, industry... Or sector that company is in, what types of products or services you're you're looking to produce, etc. So it is very much an individual-based um, recommendations. Um, as a general rule, we would recommend the private limited. Without knowing too much about what you have in mind, um, that would probably be the go-to option. Um, this one. Um, has only one shareholder the it's the most common form, and your liability is limited to the capital that you're putting into the company, which is different from an individual company where the your um where your um liability isn't as limited. um it's fairly easy and cheap ish to uh, okay. to set up. Um, you need to pay pay five hundred thousand kroners upon registration, and uh, it takes about one to two weeks to from from the time you apply to set it up until you're in business. So it's relatively low entry, a low level of entry. Um, there is a registration cost to this one, but uh, it's about one hundred and thirty thousand kroners. But that can be deducted from the 500,000 that you have to put down as a minimum share capital. Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, if I would start this private uh, limited company uh, and let's say my business is just not going well and like I lose the company and or like let's say the company bankrupts, uh, what is the con- like what are the results of, of this?
1: Well if it's on its own Kenitala, then um, you basically lose the money and the time you've put into it, but they can't come after your personal belongings so which they could do if it was an individual company
0: okay so if I, if I, if I'm gonna lose the company, I'm losing only this five hundred thousand I paid in the beginning yes that oh, way so and if I'm, but if I have a company on Kenitala... <laughs>
1: on your personal <laughs> yeah
0: on my personal yes. one then i'm losing I can lose my house for example. Could do. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Uh, what would you recommend to people at the beginning? Just like when somebody has, you know, usually it's an idea in mind. Mm-hmm. So what uh, wh- wh- what to do next?
1: Where to go next? Um, I would always suggest that people would go and talk to people. Practice your elevator pitch. Tell uh, a a lot of people, number of people, friends and family, people close to you that are not going to steal your idea. Um, Tell them about the idea and listen really, really carefully. What questions, what feedback do they give you, but what questions do they ask you? Because that also indicates whether or not you've explained it properly enough in your elevator pitch. And then look to fill the gaps in your knowledge or in your answers. If they ask you difficult questions that you just haven't figured out yet, note them down and start thinking about um, how to answer this. Because if they've asked it, other investors or even um, even your um, clients will be asking the same thing or they'll be looking for that information on your website or other marketing materials you're going to. Put out there. Um, once you've sort of sense checked it, um, I would always start making a even if it is a a draft or a um, imperfect business plan. Just start drafting it up. There's a lot of um, different templates out there. We can provide one at SSNE as well, and start working on that. Put um, some uh basic numbers down on paper uh start explaining your idea and why you think it's a good idea and how you're going to make it work whether it's financially or in any other way that you deem um to be the, the success factor and really start testing out uh whether or not people get the idea and uh, and and like it or if they're still hesitant and still got full uh, if, if they're still full of questions
0: okay thank you for the like i would say main recommendations right now uh i just uh, want to ask like one more like questions like regarding when we talk about the different types of companies uh yeah we, we talk like if you're an individual it's just like you can start on your personal kennitala or you can just start a private limited company uh yeah first question what are these companies called in icelandic Ah. And uh then I will ask you the second question. <laughs> sure.
1: So an individual company is called Einstaglingsferitaike.
0: Does it have any short shortener like no? Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's uh it's Icelandic for you there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the words are always long. Uh, private limited is an And that uh, has some shortening. E- yeah. E H F H F okay. Yeah. No, then you've got limited company, which is an H F. Or Luthafielach. Um is the self-employed business enterprise or S E S. Um, then you've got branches of foreign companies which doesn't have a shortage. It's Utibu Er or Íslandi. Yeah, oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> uh so what about the
0: taxes? Because I think, or like at least uh, my knowledge is only like minimum about it. So I'm really learning right now a lot as well. But when it comes to taxes in and for the companies, like uh, what is the difference between having, you know, the tax uh, for uh, as an individual for the canitella I'm really sorry. I'm not able to repeat the words you said uh, a couple seconds ago. Uh, and when it comes to like the private limited company and so on and so on. So from this point of view, also like, is there something, you know, what might be better to start with you know what i mean just like regarding taxes and and
1: stuff right so at the moment and i should mention that these things do change and there's just been elections there's new governments, there's a new year starting there's a number of of, of uh, times there that they can revise and, and update this and because i think at least that this podcast is meant to have a, a longer shelf life i think Probably the easiest way to answer this is to go and check at rsk.is. The information there is readily available. It is always up to date. And there are very helpful people, uh, just a phone call away, to check what the latest is. At the moment, the, um, the uh, the income taxes for private, limited and limited companies is the same. And that's the cheapest. Um, And then it goes up from there for partnerships, syndicates, individual companies, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: I'm just going to, it's it's really interesting because like as you said it really changes and uh, nobody knows. Uh, just like I just hear once a man told me like once you have your own kenitala, the company on your own kenitala. When you go like let's say you are selling pilsur uh, like hot dogs or something, you always after the work can go and take the money from your pocket, the money you earn, and just spend it for the dinner or something. Uh, once you have a private limited company and you own the Pilser, uh, Pilser place, you cannot do that. Is that something that is correct or
1: uh, you would not I'm say? I'm not sure I understood. Okay. So, so what? On, on one hand, you can go and take the money. And take the money from the, the money you earn per yes. day. You can yes.
0: take them and use them straight away. Yes. Like straight the, the, ah, at the moment yes, is that it.
1: something that uh, it's true or? This is yeah to to an extent this is true and again I'm no tax expert so please yeah, don't course, take yeah. my no i yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would always recommend talking to a an accountant and a uh, the tax authorities f- to to make sure you've got the most up to date and mm-hmm. most correct information. Mm-hmm. But yes it is true once you've formed a company uh, that has its own company Canitala then you there are limitations as to what you can, how much money you can take out of the company.
0: Okay, thank you.
1: <laughs> when it comes to licenses and regulation, where to go? So again, this very much depends on what industry or sector you're planning to start a company in. Um, the first stop would, uh, my recommendation would be to stop at the district commissioner place. Um, there's a lot of applications um, to be made for operating licenses in different sectors, and they would have the information there. Um, again, it differs very much from one sector to the next. Um, you need to talk to the Icelandic uh, Tourist Board to get operational licenses for travel agencies. Um, you need the Icelandic Transport Authority if you want to start a company in the freight uh, forwarding or or passenger transport. Um, the Icelandic Food and Veterinary Oth- Authority uh, provides operational licenses for food production and so on and so forth. So the list is quite long. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, again, uh, we can help sort out all of that um, if you come and ask for assistance or guidance from SSNE. Mm-hmm. So let's say somebody already owned a company
0: mm, in a the, in the, in the country where he or she came from to Iceland uh, does the the Icelandic regulations and laws are similar to European ones or let's say the people were from Europe <laughs> okay
1: sure um, again, uh, depends okay, okay. <laughs> I know that's not too straightforward no but worries, yes no. we are a European country and a lot of our systems are based on the European regulations mm-hmm. so uh, naturally we didn't necessarily go out and invent our own laws from scratch we look towards um, nearby and bigger countries to find out what's what are they doing and how does it work mm-hmm. and does it apply to Iceland so yes some of our um, systems and, and regulations are based on European standards uh, but I wouldn't take it for granted um, again things that we can look into with you and for you if you come um, and ask for help okay thank you I would just
0: maybe move more to like from the types of the companies existing in Iceland to the building a business plan because uh, as I spoke with you before I know that's a really key thing to have uh, so you don't turn a person in <laughs> I don't think you would do it straight away, but after some minutes and say like, okay, this, this is just not like, this is not strong enough or like, you know, this, it doesn't explain all the things you want to do and so on and so on. And you also said it like, remember mm, when talking together, it's also important for the future grants and so on. So when it comes to the business plan, uh, what are the key questions?
1: Um, and maybe if I, if I start a little bit with, um, the very existence of the business plan, okay. because of course. <laughs> we get, we get people through the doors all the time that have an idea. And that idea is either raw, half cooked or pretty much prepared and ready to consume. Okay. And uh, when people, uh, usually they email or they call us for assistance, I start with asking some basic questions just to try to identify where in that whole business development phase they are currently in. We get a lot of people, entrepreneurs that get 10 ideas a week and they haven't necessarily thought each and every one of them through. They can't answer basic questions like, why do you think this uh, product is needed? Why do you think there is a gap in the market for this? How big is your... Um, is, is your potential market, who are your potential customers, how much are you going to charge for these products or this service, et cetera. Um, then we got other people who come through the door. They don't have uh, a piece of paper for any of this, but they've thought it really through. So then it's just a matter of guiding them to actually put down what they've already thought in their head, mm-hmm. put it down on paper. And for them, it's fairly easy. Writing a business plan isn't and shouldn't be very hard, but knowing what you want to do, how you want to do it, how you are going to make sure that you succeed, knowing how much you're going to charge for it and how much you can get away with charging for it, these are the things that are a bit more difficult and laborious in, in terms of trying to work out. Once you've thought that all of that through, um, actually putting it down on paper or in, or in Excel is not that hard. mm mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm so like uh the key key components of the business plan uh there are few <laughs> as I see
1: yes, <laughs> so if you can if you can tell us about them sure like, no you know. problem so generally a uh, business plan starts with an executive summary that should in, uh you know in its in in its own way should be enough for a person to read through to get the gist of what you're doing and why mm-hmm. um. As it happens, this is the part of the plan you usually write the last. So, um, but I'll g- I, I can go into each component later if you want. To. Of course, yeah. we can just sure. of course brief into each yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, a good business plan also includes things like the company description, um, who's gonna who's in this company, who what's the organizational chart or the structure of the company, who who owns it, who runs it. Um, do you have different divisions? Who is in charge of them, etc. who's in the management team, basically. Um, It outlines what are the products and or services that you're looking to provide. Um, And then for each of those, it should have a competitive analysis. So it doesn't have to be very long or very scientific, but it needs to show that you know why your products or services are better or different from the ones that are already out there.
0: Um, what new yeah, about it, yeah.
1: yeah what new are you bringing to the table why should people if there's already three uh types of products just like this why should they need a fourth mm-hmm. um it should also have a market analysis where you've analyzed what kind of uh market is out there for your for your products um who's in the uh, who's your target audience how big is that um, how how big is uh, how how big is it your potential market? Um, you should also look at your marketing strategy so you know there are five hundred thousand people who want to who are in the market for this type of a, of a product. But how are you going to reach them? They're scattered all over. They're not just in Iceland, for example. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to reach them? How are they going to know that you've started a business and you're offering this now? So what's your marketing strategy? And then your sales strategy, which is a little bit more to do with uh, sales and pricing strategy. Who's going to sell it? How are they going to sell it? What is the? Um, how how do you move the, If it's products, how do you move them from from point of production to the end consumer, etc. How are you going to sh- sell and shift your products or mm-hmm. your or your or your um, services? And then it needs to have a financial plan and projections. So you need to have a basic idea of what's the cost of producing the goods and products. Um, how much are your overheads? What are your what what's your cost structure? And then what's your income structure? What's your revenue streams gonna look like? When are you gonna break even, if ever? Mm-hmm. Are you ever gonna is this gonna be self-sustained or is this gonna be run by grants and good luck? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for how long, etc. Um and uh and how much money do you need to put in how much money do you need to raise in order to actually get this off the ground mm-hmm. so where if somebody comes to
0: SSNE this is the this these are the questions you you ask while helping
1: to to build a business plan yes i guess okay and not just for this but for m- most things mm-hmm. i do mm-hmm. i ask um what's called the 5 w's and 1 h mm-hmm. which is what which are you is, doing no? do, why are you trying to do It's the what, why, how, who, where, when. So what are you trying to do? Why are you trying to do it? How are you going to do it? Who is doing this? It's just you and anyone else. Um, Where is this going to happen? And when, what's the timeline? Mm -hmm.
0: So the executive summary, Summary. Yeah, I'm not. I, uh, I'm an English speaker, native e- either. So excuse me if I just sometimes don't say the right words. Uh, yeah, as you said, it's usually in the business plan written as a last. Mm-hmm. How long you would recommend the executive summary to be? Like when we go deeper a little
1: bit into the yeah. You know. uh, yeah, this should be a summary. Mm-hmm. So by that I mean a page, maybe two, but no longer. So. What you would it, say? Say you're an investor, for mm-hmm. example, and you get pitched a lot of different ideas. Then, really, what you want is a one pager that outlines: my name is such and such. I want to produce this. This is why I think it's important. That's how I'm going to do it. Please invest. Mm-hmm. Give me, give me X money. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and if you then want to learn or know more information, then you've got the rest of the pages to plow through to get the details but if you can't get the attention of a potential investor or a partner for example um by reading through the executive summary then either you've done a bad job of writing the summary or the idea doesn't is, isn't um of interest to them okay that's that's
0: basically it and it's really smart to say it but uh, you know probably me myself, I would definitely will just miss out something. but uh, so it's really good to have it like all in once in here and just repeat it. Uh, when it comes to um when it comes to the competitive analysis, because that's something like, you know, it's really hard these days and i'm not saying that somebody that cannot come up with something that is totally new and nobody knows about it of course it can happen and it happens still but i would say that like in 2021 almost 2022 there exist a lot of like you know similar uh like things or products in the market in iceland and also like abroad of course so when it comes to competitive analysis for the company and for your business that you want to start like yeah what are the What are the, how to say, uh, topics to to think about? The key components. Key components, thank you. Sure.
1: Um, So it's, in many cases, it's fine that there is an existing product in market. You might want to do the same thing, but you're doing it cheaper. Or you want to do the same thing, but you want to do it more expensive. So more luxury version of whatever is out there, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So you just have to be able to identify what makes your product unique, why it it can't be just an apple for apple. It needs to be something better in some way for you to gain the attention of potential buyers. So you want to profile the competitors, who else is in the market, who provides same or similar types of services. For example, and it could be indirect competition. So, for example, um, a competitor to the airline industry is, uh, is, is the car. Like, I need to get to Reykjavik, I can choose to take my own car, I can take the bus, or I can take the plane.
0: I would not recommend take a bus in Iceland. <laughs>
1: uh, just <laughs> FYI, yeah, sure. So, in a way, uh, that's your competitors. But at the same time, if if you're selling cars, your competitors are also different car car manufacturers, right? Of course, yeah. So so there could be a direct competition, but you should also try and uh, visualize or think about what's the indirect competition as well. Um, When you're profiling your competitors, you want to look at what are their strengths, what are they doing well, what are they not doing so well, what are their weaknesses, um, what are their basic objectives? How do they position themselves? They're mid-range or they're a, a super cheap version of XYZ, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, how do they market themselves? How, what messaging do they put out there? It's a very different way that, for example, Netto versus Bonus versus Haukope, um market themselves and what type of messaging they put out there so what is the marketing strategy of your competitors and how How what do you want to borrow mm-hmm. what are they doing well mm-hmm. and what do you want to do differently to stand out you're not just trying to add more noise to the market you're looking to provide added value in some way um, you want to also look at things like the market share is there anyone that is, you know, dominant in the market that's be, that has a lot of power and possibly money to back up their or protect their market share? So if you come in aggressively with a great product, will they um, look to replicate or replace you? Um, and in that way, you try to anticipate your entry to the market Um, You also want to look at what are the potential customers. So how hard is it to get into this business? Is there high barriers of entry or are they low? If you started and someone else goes, oh, that's a great idea. I'm just going to start it myself. It only takes $2,000 and a a couple of pieces of paper and I'm in business. Or is it, oh, I need to jump through massive legal hoops and there's a lot of, of product development required for this? so look at not only what exists already in the market but also look at what are the potential uh customers or uh, 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 potential com- uh, competitors competitors yeah,
0: yeah. that uh, that's That's true, what you're saying here, and yeah, just to say about the buses, of course, in Iceland. No offense to them, it just it takes really long to take a bus, like let's say from Reykjavik to Akureyri. But I didn't want to offend any any bus uh, bus company, so just to say just to say it this way, uh, when it comes to Iceland, um, you as an Icelander, but you lived abroad for many years, um, do you find it hard to start your own business in Iceland as compared to the country you lived or like abroad? Mm. also like we we are going to talk about finances in the second episode but yeah also regarding finances just like in the beginning let's say
1: um yes because i came from hong kong mm-hmm. where you start a business in five minutes and you're in you know you basically you walk out of there five minutes later you're in business you can open bank mm-hmm. accounts you've got all the paperworks ready the only thing you need is a very minimum amount of money to pay for registration fees you need to check the database that nobody else has the same name
0: mm-hmm.
1: or a similar name to yours and the computer either says yay or nay in terms of the the name is okay yeah and then you stand in a line supervised and your next appointment is a bank that's two minutes down the road and you've opened a bank account for it so i'd say compared to hong kong it's very very uh easy there
0: it's longer not process. hard here yeah. but
1: it's a much longer and mm-hmm. a, and a, a more bureaucratic process yeah. okay. in here. did you
0: yourself own the business abroad Yes. Okay. I mean like because we are talking as foreigners starting their business in Iceland, so you've been basically a foreigner in Hong Kong. So it's just also good to know, uh on like, you know, just to give us maybe some know hows, but you already t- told us many know hows uh in <laughs> here, especially how to start a business in Iceland.
1: So and I've also done it here in Iceland. So I have a company here as well. Okay. Um so I've done it both ways. Okay.
0: Um do you know do you know many people from abroad? Uh that started their business in Iceland and run the companies uh, like happily. <laughs> um,
1: yes, a number of them, but a lot of them I've uh, gotten to know through my work at SSNE. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's perfect, and that's why the
0: SSNE as association is, I would say, to help, to help. So uh, the question also because we are, um, yeah, we are situated in Akureyri, and you take care of the northeast uh, region. Uh, w- what, what places, like, you know, if we have listeners from the south and uh, west and east, like itself, can you tell us the companies or, you know, companies that are helping people as well in the, like, Reykjavík, uh, Egilsstaðir, Isafjordur and sure. all these parts of Iceland?
1: Yes. So we are just the association for northeast Iceland, but we have sister associations in all the different parts of Iceland. So there are eight of them in total. Including the capital area. So you need to, and it's another uh, long Icelandic name, it's Lansluta Samtok. Lansluta Samtok. Yes. Okay. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, uh, for us, it's SSNE. In the Northwest, it's SSNV, so Association of Municipalities in the Northwest. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, makes <laughs> and, sense. and there is one in Vestfjords, there is another one in uh, Western Iceland, there's one in Capital Area, there's one in the Southern Region, and there's one in the East. So. Okay. Uh, if somebody comes to the website SSNE, which is already available in English... Uh, In the process of, yes, so I've started, um, or we have started, it's not me. (laughs) Uh, We have started uh, translating a number of the documents over, but this is one of the sort of projects the the tiger teams uh for next year
0: But could yeah but yeah.
1: Th- there aren't links there to the other ones but it's easy enough if you send me an email to rebecca with two k's r-e-b-e-k-k-a at ssne.is then i am happy to send you the links to all of them because again the links are not all as easy as i s. it's um of course um, is for example, for the West Fjords. So, yeah, that's uh, that's
0: really funny when sometimes you're yeah. creating also the domain for the website and you need to create the name for it. But, like, it's possible True. to find it online also on the website, but people can contact you. And, of course, me myself, I will just put the links and like or email for you uh, in description and Spotify and uh, Apple, correct? Where probably this, this is gonna be streamed, so yeah.
1: Great. So I should also mention that there are also um, private companies that provide this information okay. and provide assistance, but if those are obviously revenue-based, and you need to pay for that mm-hmm. uh, consults. Whereas the consults, at least initial initial consults with SSNE are free, and with all of the other associations around the world, around the country. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> might be around the world soon. Okay. Uh, so.
0: Uh, I'm gonna. Me and Rebecca are gonna meet once again and talk in the second episode about the financing your business and uh, how to find the finances or how to apply for the grants, etc. So for now, I thank you very much for the for coming. I just hope you like the first episode of the podcast. And yeah, we just. I just. I don't think we're mumbling or something, right? I think we just. We just i think we just rocked it kind of no i <laughs>
1: think we're fine okay let's
0: just like <laughs> let's support ourselves um yeah so thank you very much uh, everyone for listening and of course like i will be really happy to hear feedback on the podcast right now and uh yes so i will just hear you in the in the second episode and we are going to be talking again with with rebecca christine gather dotir from the association ssne thank, <laughs> thank, thank you very you. much
1: <laughs>